The one thing we can do is keep the spaceship healthy and keep food on board. But the people behind this technology, if you haven't noticed, are building rockets to get the fuck out of Dodge when this shit falls down and you're all plugged into your 5G technology trying to figure out where the food is and where the water is when a solar flare wipes this technology out and you don't know what to do because you don't know how to use a compass, you don't know how to find water, you don't know how to grow food. All you know how to do is surf the internet for more brainwashing. This is serious. Welcome to Living 4D with Paul Check. The topic of Paul's solo cast today is the dangers of living in two realities. What are the two realities Paul is talking about? One is the real world, which is analog, wave-based and seasonal. All of us are familiar with that world, but a lot of people have lost touch with it. Then there's the digital world, a series of zeros and ones that impersonate reality and which can be helpful, yet also can be very dangerous. You will want to view the image of Paul's blackboard that goes with this episode, which you can find in the show notes at checkinstitute.com forward slash podcast or directly at bit.ly forward slash two realities. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash the number two R-E-A-L-I-T-I-E-S. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and a warm review at the top of the page on Spotify or at the bottom of the show page if you're listening on Apple Podcast. Your opinions matter and your ratings help us to grow and help more people to be healthy, find freedom of body and mind, and live their dreams. Now, here's Paul. So what I'm going to do today is synthesize what could be hours and hours of discussion into some key points that I think are very important for us all to consider that are based on the exact things I have to deal with when people come to me with their brains not working, with anxiety, attention deficit disorder, depression, suicidal thoughts, uh, chronic illnesses of a wide variety of types, uh, chronic fear, um, inability to make decisions, feeling lost in life, uh, stuck in careers that aren't healthy for them, and such things. To sort of set the stage, what I've done is I've drawn a picture of a tree, and I've listed the elements, earth, and then you have water, air, and the sunlight here represents fire and sunlight. Those are the elements earth, water, fire, air, and space, and I have space over here that really are the containers of life. So what's really, really important to understand is that life is made out of those elements. Many of you have heard of the concept of qi before. In, in the Chinese medicine concept of qi or the Taoist concept of qi, that word means in the Western lexicon, life force energy. So breathing gives you life force energy. Food gives you life force energy. Rest gives you life force energy. Movement gives you life force energy. Clean water gives you life force energy. The things that we get and need from the natural environment all come together within us to create life force energy. But the point I want to make that's very, very important is if you look up the word qi in the Chinese dictionary, the word qi means steam. 
which a lot of people are quite surprised at. But what I'd like to do is point out that in order to make steam, you have to have a pot, which is either going to be made of clay or metal, something that came from the earth element. You have to have water. You have to have fire to heat the water up, and you have to have air or you can't have steam. So in order for there to be chi, you must have earth, water, fire, air, and space for the interaction to take place in. And all of those things are what we have to have to convert food, earth, water, air, and warmth. And we have to have the space around us and within us to breathe and move to make life force energy. So what I'm really trying to point out to begin with is that if we are not engaged in the natural world, then we don't have the right balance of earth, water, fire, air, and space. One of the first symptoms that begins to occur is that you have decreased life force energy. So what does that result in? It results first in fatigue, then illness, often injury, and then death. A lack of life force energy means you don't have the energy to run your biological system. So once you reach a low enough level of life force energy, you start having fatigue, you start having problems with gland and organ systems, digestion, elimination, cognition, motor skills, um, even your senses start uh, performing poorly. Smell, taste, all of those can be tricked and railroaded by chemicals and overstimulation and uh, many of the other things that we'll talk about. So what I want to do is I've actually created a diagram here. I have a tree in the natural environment, but then I have a tree on a phone. So this represents the digital version of the natural version. This is the analog version. That's the digital version. So we're going to look at the correlation between the digital tree and the real tree and the digital life versus the real life. Now, I want to say at the outset, I'm not against the use of digital technologies. I use computers. I have a phone. I build slideshows. I do a lot of work on a computer, but I'm very conscious of the kinds of things I'm going to share with you and I'm very conscious of my body because I use my body and I'm aware of my body and it serves me and it allows me to have the freedom to create what I want to create. Human beings are highly creative beings and if they don't have the ability to create and express themselves, their creative energy gets trapped inside of them and it literally can start to vibrate. And so... People get anxious, they get nervous, they get insecure, but oftentimes they don't realize it's because they're not growing. We're all here to grow physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Once we mature, we're not children anymore, our bodies stop growing, but we can grow our strength, we can grow our flexibility, our speed, our agility, our quickness. Uh, we can grow emotionally, we can grow mentally, we can grow spiritually. Spirituality, I define in two ways, taking responsibility for what you create moment to moment. That's what a spiritual person is, someone who takes responsibility for what they create with their choices moment to moment. And spirituality also means connecting to a progressively greater whole. 
So you can do that much better in a natural world because that's the world that I call reality. Reality is what's happening right now. But if we start living too much in a digital reality, we can actually get caught in the belief that what's happening is really happening, but lose our rational faculty, our faculty of discernment. So I think to, to show an exercise that I do with my students to teach them how to think constructively and holistically, I'll show you right off the bat how I do that so you can have that in your mind because we're suffering tremendously right now with what's going on in the world from people not thinking rationally and constructively and just believing whatever comes across the screen as though it was fact, which is something that you would never do in the real world. If somebody ran into your house and said, Michael just cut himself with a knife and he's bleeding, a mother or a father or family members would run outside and they would respond because they would know it's true. But if Michael cuts himself with a knife in a video, nobody's going to jump up and run because we have this illusion that whatever happens on video uh, is going to be just fine. It could be just a movie or something else. So there's no need for responsibility, which is why I have the word responsibility. And we'll refer back to that. So the exercise I do with my students in Holistic Lifestyle Coach Level 2 training, as I have them look out the window and inevitably, inevitably there's a tree out there. And I say to the students, how many of you see the tree? Everybody raises their hand. I say, are you sure you see the tree? And everybody raises their hand. Then I say, do you see the whole tree? 95 to 98% of people raise their hand. So I say, are you sure you see the whole tree? And still 95 to 98% of people raise their hand. Now I'm training these people as therapists. So I say, look, you just fell into a very dangerous trap because you believe that you see the whole tree, but actually you can only see about a quarter of the tree. You can only see what's above the ground and only see what's facing you. You cannot see behind the tree and the root system of most trees is as big as what's above the ground. You can't see what's below the ground. You can't see the back of the tree and you can't see the sides of the tree. You can only see what's above the ground and what's looking right at you. The point I'm making is if you approach clients with that type of concept, you are going to overlook any number of things because whatever's causing a disease in the tree could be in the soil, could be in the water, could be a, an infection in the root system or an imbalance in the minerals. It could be a lack of sunlight due to crowding by other trees. It could be insects, an insect infestation, which would be an indication of an illness in the tree or an imbalance in the environment. It could be getting too much water. It could be bogged down. It could have root rot. It could have a 5G tower on the backside killing the tree. And they do kill trees. I've seen many, many reports and I've seen it with my own eyes. So there's many, many things we've got to be aware of. But if you look at a tree on a phone, even if you can see the roots, you still can't see a lot and you don't know how 
to check any of those things. You pretty much just have to trust that what's on that phone is the truth. And usually there's a lot more to it than that. So what I want to do to start with is just look at these elements and see what they represent. So earth, the earth element represents home or place. It represents embodiment. It represents being grounded and having roots. It's very important with all the digital technology and the 5G towers everywhere and all the Gs and radio waves and television waves. And a lot of these things are in the microwave frequencies. You're being drowned by satellites. They're putting up satellite uh, satellites in crazy. Uh, when Arthur Furstenberg wrote this book, he said there was 42,000 satellites. And since then, they've made plans and are launching 26,000 more. And that number's now gone up higher. It's somewhere in the potentially 40,000 more satellites, all of which are constantly beaming a huge amount of energy at the Earth. Many of them are military, radar, all sorts of very, very dangerous technologies. And this book, The Invisible Rainbow by Arthur Furstenberg, is a mind-boggling expose of all the research on what all that technology, just so you can run your phones and have fast video downloads, and so they can control all the robotics that they're planning to release any minute now, including self-driving vehicles, trucks, uh, robotic human beings, uh, machines that are going to replace a huge amount of your jobs, which you might want to think about. We've got people using technologies in their bodies that link them right to 5G systems. In fact, after people have had these technologies put in, you can take your cell phone, put it on wireless like you're trying to find a signal, and put it next to where the technology was put into their body, and you will pick up a signal with a, with a code on it. And they're already coded and locked in 24-7. And when you see what that does to the human body, as Furstenberg and many other authors show, it turns you into a living electrical Christmas tree and at frequencies that are not harmonious with the human body whatsoever. And I've had to treat too many people to count for the illnesses created by constantly interacting with phones and electrical technologies and wiring in houses and televisions and radios microwave ovens and the list goes on and none of those are even close to the dangers of the technologies people are now running to have put into their bodies based on largely misinformation um, and i'm being polite when i say misinformation so if we look at the earth as i said it's the place of home it's for embodiment you can't have a body without the earth it's grounding if we don't get our bare feet on the ground, all the electrical excess energy that builds up inside of us cannot be drained because shoes act as an insulator. When your bare feet touch the ground, all the excess electrical energy in your body is drawn into the ground, which is why we have lightning rods so that the lightning strikes the rod on the top of the building and it gets grounded into the earth. So if you've got all this energy in the environment, and it's just vibrating your body with too much electricity, which tends to cause a lot of inflammation and a lot of chaos in the body. And you don't get your feet on the ground. You can't get rid of the energy. So that's an important thing.
that the ground offers us. Water links to the human emotions. Water's the most critical element probably in nature. Water molecules are the most sensitive molecule in nature to frequency of any type. If you take a cell phone that's turned on and you hold a bottle of water, particularly glass is better, but if you hold a bottle of water in your hand and have somebody approach you, you can literally feel the water start buzzing with energy. And remember, your body is a healthy person, 65 to 70% water, but by molecular count, if you count all the molecules in your body, you're 99% water by molecular count, which means you are picking up and responding to every single electromagnetic frequency in the environment. And we are so jacked up with electromagnetic energy that it's crazy. We're also dealing with a tremendous amount of information. Today, in one day, the average person is exposed to more information in 24 hours than a person would have been exposed to in their entire life 100 years ago. So said another way, from an information perspective, you are living the equivalence of 100 years of a person 100 years ago's life every single day. So that's accelerating the process that the brain is trying to process information, that the senses are processing information. And water has a massive capacity, almost infinite capacity to store and remember information. So anything that that water touches or interacts with is remembered. And as I will reiterate, light has been shown to have an almost infinite capacity to carry information. And I'll get into that in a minute. So water is the most important thing for all our biochemical reactions. Every single biochemical reaction in your body is water dependent. And there are 30 billion, billion biochemical reactions in the human body every second. All of them are water dependent. So it's safe to say that whatever you put in the water of your body, and I'm also thinking now about the technologies being put into the body, they go into your water. So if there's things like mercury, aluminum, toxic substances of other types, graphene, all those metal substances act as antennas and wire you right into the 5G system. I've had to work with a lot of people that had health problems that they couldn't get rid of. And I tracked it right to nose rings, um, earrings, belly button rings, necklaces, people with heart problems. I've literally seen people with heart problems that couldn't figure out why their heart was in a state of tachycardia or some kind of abnormal rhythm or having problems and had them get rid of their jewelry and they returned to normal and didn't need drugs anymore because there's a lot of people out there that are electrically sensitive and don't know it. So metal acts as an antenna system. All, most anybody knows that. So water is critical because it's the master connector. It connects everything in your body. It connects everything in nature. It has a massive capacity to carry information. And water is the most important agent for detoxifying your body. So if your water in the environment's dirty, the water that's coming into you is dirty. And right now, there is almost no water supplies in the world that are not polluted with massive amounts of chemicals. I just saw a research paper come across 
my screen and one of the feeds I subscribed to that showed tests showing there's something like 206 or 246 chemicals in the average person's drinking water. And that's even after it's you know been through the uh, treatment plants and comes out of your tap. And those chemicals all build up and poison your body. But my real point is that water in nature is absolutely essential because nothing will grow without it. It's the great connector. Um, water carries life. Without water, water in nature is similar to blood in your body. So if you got dirty, sick blood, you aren't going to be healthy. If you got dirty, sick blood as water in nature, then nature won't be healthy. So we have to be conscious of that. Many of you are aware of the importance of magnesium, but very few are aware that most of the magnesium products out there are not high quality and seldom do what they say they'll do on the bottle or the package. But Bioptimizers has produced the most comprehensive magnesium breakthrough product on the market. I've got Wade here to tell us a little bit about it. Wade, what makes your magnesium breakthrough product so unique? Well, I think because we combine a variety of magnesiums. In fact, we use seven different types. So if you look at all the research papers out there, you'll see that they'll use various magnesiums, whether it's orotate, malate, you know, sucrosomial is a hot one that's just come out recently. And they're rated on bioavailability. But the biggest component that a lot of people don't understand with magnesium is that different types of magnesium are uptaken by different parts of the body or different organs, some in your brain, some in your nervous system, some are vasodilators. And so there's a variance in people's responses depending on what they need magnesium for. So we went out to try and solve this problem by combining all seven of the best magnesiums into one single capsule, which was very difficult because number one, the bonding size was different. The nozzles for the machines wouldn't work. We don't use any fillers or uh, chemical uh, excipients, the flow regulators. And then we got them in the caps and the caps rose. We had to do special aid caps. But when we solved all those problems and turned it out for ourselves because we were tired of buying, you know, I had a whole counter full of magnesiums. Well, guess what? A lot of people said this was the best magnesium product they've ever taken. And after being in this business for 18 years, it's quickly moved to our number one selling product in Bioptimizer history. What are just two or three things that magnesium is really supportive of? I know sleep challenges is one of them. What are some of the other key issues? Well, it acts as a down regulator for your nervous system to kind of help you relax and go into, you know, out of fight or flight. And that's the biggest factor, especially today in a, in a high blue light electromagnetic frequency world that we find ourselves in a high stimulus environment. It's also critical for vasodilation and vasodilation increases blood flow. And many times when we are suffering from a variety of pain or conditions in the body, it's because we're not getting oxygen in or toxins out of those tissues. And you've written a lot about it in your work. And so magnesium breakthrough, because it's so powerful and not available uh, in most North American diets because of what we've done with farming. Uh, it's a great way to augment your diet and it's easy to get. You go to magnesiumbreakthrough.com or magbreakthrough.com slash living4d. You can get a 10% discount and it's a money back guarantee. If it's not the best magnesium you've ever taken, you get your money back. Mag, M-A-G, breakthrough.com, magbreakthrough.com forward slash living4d. And is there a discount for the listeners? 10% for all, right. all the listeners. 
All right, give it a go, you guys. Everything I use from Bioptimizers is the best I've ever used. That's why I love Wade and Bioptimizers. So you've heard how it's made, why it's made, and how it works. If you want the best, go get it. Air is very important for breathing, for bringing oxygen, which gives us energy, for our metabolism, for circulation, and for pumping. So if we're not breathing right and we don't have access to clean quality air, then we're in trouble. You also have to realize that the radiation coming off electromagnetic devices is strong enough that it actually vibrates the water molecules in your body and it causes them to oscillate at that frequency. And that's how a microwave heats up food. It oscillates the polarity of the water molecules back and forth billions of times a second, which creates so much friction it actually cooks the food from the inside out. So there's non-ionizing radiation, which isn't supposed to produce heat and inflammation in the body. And then there's ionizing radiation. But interestingly enough, a lot of the sources that they say are non-ionizing radiation are triggering a lot of inflammatory responses in people's bodies. So I don't think that the uh, research is complete. And I think there's other pathways that people are overlooking. And one of the things that Arthur Furstenberg shows in the invisible rainbow is that the electromagnetic pollution disrupts the mitochondria of the cell and disrupts our cellular metabolism and is directly linked to all sorts of diseases, including uh, triggering off diabetes in people. So the point on the water is, is that we got to keep it clean and it's very important to nature and it's the equivalent of blood in our bodies. Then you've got metabolism, which you oxidize food. The Krebs cycle needs metabolism or you can't break down food. So if you're not breathing adequately or properly, you're going to have health problems. And then this, we, we call the heart and the circulatory system the cardiovascular system. So your breathing and your heartbeat is linked with circulation in your body and every time you breathe, you pump because your diaphragm is a massive muscle. When you inhale, it comes down, which is why your belly goes out. That squeezes the venous blood out of your organs. And when you exhale, then you draw in fresh blood. So there's a constant pumping. Inhalation, pressure, venous return, exhalation, relaxation, arterial uptake. So each of your Organs is getting a constant rhythmic massage. The average person breathes 25,900 breaths a day. So if we're not getting good breathing, we're not going to have good circulation. We're not going to have good pumping. The light of the sun is linked to the fire element, and that is linked to movement. We're more active during the day. Vitamin D comes from the sun. It's very, very important for your immune system. And today, people that are not getting enough sunlight are setting themselves up for trouble, especially if they're low on minerals like zinc and a good natural profile of minerals, which they can get from eating high quality sea salt, good quality sea salt, uh, Celtic sea salt. There's a variety of, of good ones out there. But a Celtic, a good mineral, a sea salt has about 40 to 42 trace minerals and another 40 or so trace elements from the ocean. But sodium chloride is salt that's had all those other minerals and trace elements taken out. 98% of the salt used in the world is used for chemical processing. 
So you buy the salt at the store. The doctors tell you not to eat salt because it raises your blood pressure. But what they don't realize is that's sodium chloride doing that. I don't know a person in the world that's had their blood pressure raised too high from eating quality salt. Animals love salt. They'll walk miles and miles in nature to find it. So we have to have minerals, which comes from the earth. But I'm saying that you got to have the vitamin D coupled with these other things to have a healthy immune system. Mood is very regulated by sunlight. If you don't get enough sun for very long, all you got to do is go to places like Denmark and Sweden, where they have these long, dark winters. I've been there and you can get seasonal affective disorder and I've had it. And then you end up needing a seasonal affective disorder light to stimulate your hormonal system and help regulate your rhythms. We get warmth, which is important for many reasons, obviously. The light drives the seasons, so it's our relationship to the sun that drives the seasons. And the light of the sun drives our circadian rhythms. So our whole biorhythms and our hormonal rhythms are governed by the day-night cycle. So these are some very, very important basics. Then we have space, which is environment and the world. And we know that our environment is very a big effect on us. Uh, a simple way to, to realize that is if you were standing in the middle of space and there was nothing around you, you would not be able to know yourself very well. You wouldn't have a sense of self. You would, you'd feel like somehow you'd be confused because there'd be nothing to relate to. So our environment, if it's natural and it's colorful and it's got natural smells, is very, very supportive to our ability to integrate into the Earth plane. And it's in space that we have community and relationships. It's where we get connection to each other. And it's where the self, our little sense of self, connects to the greater sense of self. Self with a capital S-E-L-F, which I talked about in a previous video that you might find interesting called The Danger of Losing Yourself. The capital S-E-L-F relates to everything that supports you so you can live. So everything we're talking about with earth, water, fire, and air, and space is the self. If we kill the earth, we kill ourselves. If we poison the water, we poison ourselves. If we poison the air, we poison ourselves. So no matter which way you go, if we don't get enough light, we poison ourselves. And what do we've got going on? We got people using chemtrails and people like Bill Gates filling the sky with aluminum particles and chalk dust to block the sun instead of addressing the real issue, which is largely related to burning fossil fuels and using out outdated technologies for which we have the technologies, but they're being held back by big corporations and government organizations for profitable reasons and rich people. So we keep playing all these silly games. But anyhow, what I'm trying to lay out here is what the environment or the reality we come from is and the reality that we are. It is based in earth, water, fire, air, and space. And whatever you do to any one of these elements has a knock-on effect on the other. Too much sun displaces water. Too much sun dries out the earth. Not enough light, you get accumulation of water and stagnation. Not enough light and you get soggy earth and things won't grow and things don't move very well. Too much air, you dry things out. Not enough air, you can't breathe. 
So no matter which way you go, a change in any one of these elements affects all the elements. That's what alchemy is all about, the marriage and the relationship of those elements. Now, another very important reality is that when we live in the real world, we have to have responsibility. If we don't take care of the world, it can't feed us and take care of us. If we don't manage ourselves, we don't have the energy and the willingness to water our plants, feed our animals, take care of the yard, take care of the garden, take care of the orchards, take care of the farm, crops, fields, and take care of the animals. So what we do is we start relegating that to corporations so we can keep disconnecting ourselves from nature or from our capital S-E-L-F. And all you got to do is look at the world and ask yourself, how has that been working for us and for the world? Well, <laughs> we're the sickest people we've ever been. We've got more diseases. We've got more dysfunctions. We're taking more drugs. We're getting more surgery. We're more confused about our identity, our sexual identity, about what we want to do in the world, about how we spend our money. We're not really in good shape. In fact, researchers found with kids that had serious cases of attention deficit disorder and hyperactivity disorders, that all they had to do is take them out into nature and let them walk for an hour or two or play in the forest once a week, and they were able to heal that diagnosis. Yet many parents are just drugging their kids up and letting them get drugged up when really all they need to do is go back into nature and engage their self. Okay, so this is the reality that we're part of. Now, there's another aspect to this. Over time, we evolve through these different levels of consciousness, which is more than I can really get into, but the archaic level of consciousness relates to the earth itself, to the minerals in the earth, and to its ability to send and receive information as a cosmic body. It relates to the microorganisms in the soil and all the living creatures that are soil-based, and that's the foundation of the house of life. Then life evolved in humans at the magic level were what some people refer to as animus because they believed everything was animated by spirit and that they were in a state of kinship, that the animals were their family, the plants were their family, their trees were their family, and their myths describe these relationships. And this is the magic level is where a lot of shaman real shaman spend time at, and that's how they learn the recipes to make medicines and make uh, healing medicines like ayahuasca that help heal mental, emotional ills, or how to mix various plant medicines for various things. But they learned it from the plants by talking to the plants. In fact, I've got a podcast uh, coming up. I don't know when you'll be seeing this, but look for my podcast with Monica Gagliano, She's one of the world's leading researchers in plant consciousness and was the first to show that plants communicate using sound, which was quite mind-blowing. And she's a very deep woman who's done a lot of work with shaman and a lot of shamanic dieting to really develop a relationship with plants. And that kind of consciousness is the magic level of consciousness. And at the magic level of consciousness, we realize that everything was alive, everything supported us, and everything was in relationship to us. 
So the animists saw that in nature, everything moves and everything communicates and everything depends on everything else. Then we got to the mythic level of consciousness, and that's when we begin telling stories to try to explain the unexplainable. So myths are really attempts to explain the forces of life and things like birth, maturation, and death, the things that we all face but used to be very confusing for us. What is lightning? And they made names like gods for lightning and gods for water and gods for the sun because they didn't have advanced science like we do to understand these things more deeply. But the key thing is at the mythic level, that's when we learned the rights and the proprietaries and improprietaries or the code of conduct for our tribe. Who do we engage? Who do we not engage? If we have war, how do we engage? What do we do and what do we not do? How do we live? What are the plants telling us? What are the spirits of the animals? When we were at the magic level, we used to worship the animals. So we did prayer ceremonies and connected to the animals. We did sacrifices. We knew life was a reciprocity, a giving and a taking. At the, at the mythic level, we, we still had the archaic and the magic in us, but now we begin telling stories to train the young people and to teach the tribe and our people how the forces of nature work and how the realities of life work. So this is where real storytelling, and this is before we were writing things down. So people remembered these myths, they act them out, and they had ceremonial processes in which they lived them out by enacting them. And many tribes still do that today. Then we migrated as we grew our consciousness into the mental realm, which is where we're at now. And the mental realm is very beneficial because it's the realm of ideas. And ideas can either help you or they can kill you. A lot of the technologies that are being pawned off on you today and forced upon you are mental concepts that do not interface with the self or with yourself or your biology, but you're being tricked into believing that you need these things. So the issue of the mental realm is that if you lose your sense of the story of life and what's true in this world, you can start believing things that aren't true. And there you become one of my students that sure they see the whole tree, but doesn't take the time to realize that there's roots and there's as much tree below the ground as there is above. And there's a left side, a right side and a back and a top that you can't see. So once you start getting trapped in the mental realm, you forget about the reality of the story of life. You forget about the fact that everything's alive and contributes to our life and it all depends upon the earth and the water on the planet to exist. Did you know that symbiotica means harmony? And you're really likely to enjoy my podcast with Shervin Jaffariah, the founder of Symbiotica. Symbiotic is an amazing company that makes excellent products to aid healing, enhance longevity, and improve performance at all levels of your being, from your spiritual practices to your athletic endeavors. I highly recommend you go to symbiotica.com and check out their top-notch organically sourced products that include excellent tasting supplements like their Synergy Vitamin B12, which elevates energy naturally, to their Shilajay Minerals, which help you better regulate your hormonal system. 
Their biocharge activated coconut charcoal is an excellent detox support and removes toxins and poisons from the body quickly and non-invasively. Their organic longevity formula is one of my friends and students' favorites. They rave about it. I really enjoy their Regenesis liposomal glutathione for its amazing antioxidant powers, which is really helpful for anyone that enjoys vaporizing tobacco and herbs like I do. They also have great immune support products, water filtration options for drinking and showering, and some cool clothing and more. When you go to cymbiotika.com and use your Living 4D discount code, which is capital C, capital H, capital E, capital K, 15 on checkout, you get 15% off anything they sell and you won't be disappointed. Enjoy Symbiotica. We're just now coming into the integral level of consciousness based on Gene Gebser's research and people like Ken Wilber and Arthur M. Young and others that have given us structure stages of consciousness. But research by Ken Wilber and others in this field say that only about 2% of the world population is at or even coming into this level of consciousness. In order to be at the integral level and be healthy or at any higher level, you have to transcend and include. So when you became a magic level consciousness person, you couldn't forget about the earth or you wouldn't really understand why it was so magical. Because if you don't understand that trees have roots and that animals sleep on the ground and bears hibernate in caves and things like that, it wouldn't make any sense to you. And if you got to the mythic level and didn't understand the magic or forgot the magic in the archaic, then your stories would not tell you how to live life. And right now we're telling ourselves a lot of stories based on mental concepts, largely because they make a few people very rich. And unfortunately, because we only look at one side of the tree or the story, we believe them because we're too disconnected from this reality and we're living in a digital reality, which is make believe. When you brainwash people, you make them believe things by using advanced technology and they don't have any defenses in it, against it. And I'll get into that. So once you get to the mental level, if you forget about the stories that tell you how to live and what life is, and you forget about your connection to all living things, and you forget about the importance of the earth, you can have a lot of ideas that can get you in real big trouble so you can never be an integral person. And right now we need a massive surge of integral awareness because we're dismantling each other and we're dismantling nature and we're dismantling the family unit, the social unit, the national unit, the world connection, all because of a few people using phones and screens to tell you stories that scare the hell out of you, make you profitable, and you still are sure you see the tree, but you haven't gotten out of your chair yet and walked over to even look at it. So a digital tree is an illusion. A real tree has real microorganisms under it, real soil under it, real minerals under it, needs real water, needs real sunlight, and needs animals and plants and insects to interact with it, and humans can interact with it and be fed by it and protected by it and be given building materials and all the things that make a tree so special. But you can't do a damn thing with that except deal with the illusion of a tree. And the problem with getting to the mental level is if you lose these lower levels, which are earth, water, fire, air, and space based, you're in trouble. But there's no 
earth, water, fire, air, and there's only a tiny little bit of space to carry an image. And the image is an impersonation of life. It's not real life. But we're at a dangerous, dangerous time because people are starting to believe that what's on that phone is the equivalent of reality. And that, my friends, is how you get yourself in exactly the kind of trouble we're all in as a collective right now. So to reiterate, to be an integral person, which is going to take to get us through this transition and restore our sovereignty and freedom and our awareness of how we're abusing technologies and letting them be abused and funding the abuse of it and letting our taxpayers' dollars be used to purchase destructive, death-bringing technologies, then we can't get up to the integral level because we're still trapped in this make-believe ideas. You don't have to water that tree. You don't have to check the soil. It doesn't need sunlight. That's a fake tree. So if you get caught here without your authentic stories and about without your connection to the plants and the animal kingdom, and without your connection to the earth, then you can end up being a statistic on one of those phones and your body will be rotting in the soil soon enough as a large number of people's bodies are rotting right now. In fact, due to the use of these technologies, they've made it legal for funeral homes to use lye and dissolve bodies into liquid and pour them down the drain because they predicted so many people were going to die from these advanced technologies being disseminated largely by force right now that they would not be able to bury them in the ground. So there's a lot going on because people only see one side of that tree and aren't looking around the damn tree, which is wickedly dangerous today. So we've got these basic realities of the self. We've got these essential levels of consciousness. And remember, you have to you, you cannot transcend without including or you create major problems for yourself. Someone at the mental that's lost these lower levels is a danger to themselves and the world. Nobody can be integral without all of these. And at the rate of information transfer today, as I said early, people's minds are so jacked up with so much information, they don't know what to believe. In fact, if you watch the uh, Netflix documentary Social Dilemma, you will see some of the programmers that invented social media saying, one of the guys, right, I believe it was from Google, said, the problem is nobody knows what the truth is anymore, not even Google. You're being bombarded with so much propaganda, so much marketing, and so much trickery that nobody knows the truth. But let me tell you what the truth is. The truth is earth, water, fire, air, space, relationships, respecting the earth, realizing that we all are supported by the life that we think we can just turn into objects because we've got some bad ideas and we've got very confused stories that are being brainwashed into us by people that have nothing in mind except profit and couldn't give a damn about how healthy you or your family are because they make tons of money off your illnesses, your diseases, and your confusion. And so we are not integrating into a world as the population's growing and we're magnifying all these imbalances more and more because we keep looking at our phones and believing what they're putting on our phones without thinking about it. And that leads to big, big problems. And we don't have too much further before we create problems far bigger than anything you can deal with on a phone. 
because we are very close to collapsing all these natural systems and there's just mountains and mountains and mountains of research on that. So I won't even try to touch that right now. So now let's say, what are you doing with this phone? Do you have to water your phone? No, you got to plug it into electricity. That's it. Do you have to pet your phone? Are you concerned about how it feels? No, you don't. So my point is there's no real responsibility to a phone. There's no responsibility to the information coming across it. There's hardly any legitimate filtration for what is legitimate science versus what is bogus science. What is a true mythology and what is a lie? Most people today think the word myth means a lie, but that's just to show you how dangerously wrong our education system is and how bad science has misled us because scientists looking into myths analyze them as though they're objective facts, but they don't realize that a myth is not a set of objective facts. It's a story about life that carries hidden messages and connotations in it and analogies in it and metaphors in it, which people that are so trapped in their left brain that they can't see have used objective analysis of myth to destroy the concept of myth and turn it into the concept of a lie, which is just another illness we've got to deal with. So that thing, you can't pick fruit off of it. That thing, you can't climb. That thing, no bird can live in. I could go on and on and on. So what I'm trying to show you is if you start living in a relationship with that tree and you ignore that tree, you're on your way out. And we're on our way out. Rudolf Steiner said, life as human beings know it depends on two things, bees and trees. And when bees and trees reach a critically low level, life will cease to exist as we know it. Right in this book, The Invisible Rainbow, A History of Electricity and Life by Arthur Furstenberg, he shows you beyond a shadow of a doubt, every time they built new radio towers, broadcasting stations, radar stations, et cetera, et cetera, that the bees begin to die like crazy in those areas and that we are killing the insect population due to all the electromagnetic pollution. And when you see what's happening with satellites and 5G antennas, it'll rock your world. And this is based on hard science and a lot of it. Okay, so then we gotta go say instincts. Well, we have to breathe. We have an instinct to breathe. People that spend too much time in front of computer screens and on phones forget to breathe. And so that causes all sorts of uh, biochemical problems. It disrupts their autonomic nervous system. It triggers fight or flight responses. A long, long list of problems comes from faulty breathing. Fortunately, we got people like Wim Hof and others teaching people how to breathe again, which is good. I talk about how to breathe in my book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy, because it's so important. But the more time you spend there, one of the things you got to realize is whenever you're staring at a screen, you go into a state of hypnosis and that disrupts your normal breathing and normal awareness of your body. We have to have healthy movement. The average person needs to move, depending on intensity, at least 30 minutes to an hour of exercise a day. But many of these people staring at screens don't do anything except walk from the breakfast table to a car, from the car to a computer, from the computer to junk food, back to the computer 
back to the car, back home, more junk food, more junk digital input, more brainwashing. And that's how you make a whole population sick and profitable to a few. Hunger. Once you go into a hypnotic state, you forget that you need to eat. And the next thing you know, you're very low blood sugar and you're having a blood sugar crisis. And then you have a ravenous appetite and you rush for something that you can eat real quick, which is junk food most often. So you can continue your video game, your sex addiction, or your uh, shitty story that's probably not true anyhow. Thirst, we forget to drink. People hardly drink any water. Remember, the best solution for pollution is dilution, and water's nature's greatest solvent. So if you're not drinking clean, healthy water, and I give the criteria for that in my book, How to Eat, Move, and Be Healthy, you're already going to be poisoned, toxic, and on your way to the doctor's office to get more drugs and get more toxic. And it's very, very unlikely they'll tell you to drink water. Remember the rule, don't go to sick people for health advice. We forget to peep and poo, uh, poo and peep, <laughs> poo and pee. And I've had to rehab many people who've lost their voiding reflex from sitting in front of computers too long. And it starts right in school with kids being forced to sit in their chairs and not listen to their bodies. But the more time you spend on screens, the more you lose your natural instincts to void through the uh, urination and pooping. Sex and procreation are natural instincts for us. But a lot of us get so unhealthy and so tired that we don't even have the vitality for a healthy sex life. The amount of people that have gotten rich selling drugs and tricks to give men erections and to help women with their sex drives uh, is just unbelievable. We, we have, you know, your sex organs are a measure, the, the health of your sex drive is a measure of your vitality or your libido, your life force energy. We have got the biggest problem with sterilization ever, and many of these new technologies, research shows, are designed to sterilize you. Yes, they are designed to sterilize you. There's tons of good research and many experts talking about that. Then we, the instinct to love. Well, love is the flow of energy and information through empathic and compassionate connection to self or other. Empathic means I feel, and compassion means I understand. So if we're staring at screens and getting ourselves all jacked up and scared to death, we're not really loving ourselves. And when we're, the screens are being used to divide people and to scare the hell out of them and trigger race riots and sexism and all this other stuff, then your capacity for love just gets less and less until everybody feels like your enemy and everything in the natural world is just an object for consumption. And so you have this runaway uh, consumerism and people medicate by buying. And so, you know, where in the past, if we got into big challenges, we got together, we held each other's hands, we talked to each other, we went for a walk in nature. But now when people are stressed, they go buy shit and they eat garbage. So their capacity for loving themselves and others is getting minimized, which unfortunately is part of the plan with this new technology. And our creativity diminishes. The more time you spend on screens, the more time you spend looking at other people's creativity. Reality TV is a great example. People are so busy watching other people do things that they're not doing things. People watch other people's play sports. Only 8% of men 
and 3% of women, based on research by Michael Mogadon, do any regular exercise whatsoever, including walking a dog. So we've lost our instincts for movement, and movement is a form of creativity. Making love and sex, having good sex is a form of creative expression. You gotta move your body to keep it healthy, and you gotta move your body to breathe properly. So as we're getting so caught up and watching other people's digital tricks, we're not using our own creativity. These are the instincts that keep us alive. These are the instincts that help us thrive. And overexposure to screens has a very negative effect on all these instincts. And I can say this sure as I'm standing here because I've been treating people with these problems for 37 years and I've watched them get worse and worse and worse as more and more people have engaged digital technologies. And I have to be conscious myself to not let myself fall into that trap because I too spend a lot of time on a computer, but I make time to lay on the floor, use a foam roller, go outside, go for a walk, breathe fresh air, do some Tai Chi, I eat real food, I drink real water, I have real relationships. I don't tell people to, uh, that they're assholes and be rude on um, phones and f Facebook and all that kind of stuff. I don't even use that stuff. I use it for business only, but I don't use it to define myself. So the point is you can use the technology as a tool, but when it starts using you, you get what we've got in the world right now, okay? So when we look at some of these things, light has an almost infinite capacity to carry information. They outlawed subliminal marketing a long time ago, but now they're using technology so advanced that because a lot of this stuff's secret, they don't even know how to outlaw it. And because the government's now being controlled by corporations and almost all the major regulatory bodies have been seeded with people from the corporations to get rid of the laws that protect us so they can sell us everything from dangerous electronics to brainwash technologies, then we're, we're in big trouble. And the light carries so much information that your conscious mind cannot defend itself against and if you look into this, they've got technologies to make you hungry. They've got technologies to screw your emotions up, make you mad, make you aggressive, make you hate people of different colors, make you hate people of the same or opposite sex. This is very advanced technology and social dilemma. Uh, there's another one too called the creepy line, which gets into how they're manipulating you and how they're rigging things and making you believe stuff that's not true. There's a lot of good documentaries out there, but most people are too busy watching silly shit to watch the good stuff. Your phone and your television and your computer can be a great source of education, but you got to know where to get educated. Most people keep running to the uh, least intelligent fake it till you make it types instead of listening to the real wise people of the world, which is a problem. Hi, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you've been following my work for any length of time at all, you know how important organic food and organic farming is, not only for the health of the soil and to protect all the little beings in nature from toxic chemicals and throwing nature completely out of balance, which directly affects us, but also for our own health and well-being. We all need nutrient-dense foods for body-mind well-being, and I'm so excited about the Organifi line. Organifi is a product line made of certified organic 
source materials. And I've checked this out personally. I can guarantee you that. One of my favorites that I've recently tried is their red juice, which has acai and cordyceps infused into it. It's a super, super tasty product, and it revitalizes skin cells, supports your metabolism, has antioxidants in it, age-fighting nutrients, helps mental clarity. It's got a lovely natural sweet flavor. And something that I found really interesting, if you go to Organifi.com and look up the red juice, they show you a price per serving comparison against Palm Wonderful, Red Bull, Gatorade, and a Starbucks latte. And Organifi red juice is actually significantly more cost effective considering not only the price, but the density of the nutrients in it. I think you'll be really amazed with this red juice along with all their other products. If you go to Organifi.com, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, and as you're checking out, use the code lowercase c-h-e-k-20 altogether, you will get a 20% discount on your Organifi purchases. I'm super excited to share this company. I've tested their products, my family's tested their products, and we're all behind them, and I know you're going to be satisfied because this is the real deal. This is true nutrition. Check it out. As you check out, C-H-E-K-20 to get your discount. Thanks for joining me. Hope you to continue to enjoy the podcast. And if you love it, share it with as many people as you can. So when you use light technology to trick the mind and go past the radar of the conscious mind through hypnosis, you can train, you can program people, you can implant belief systems and control their thinking. And we have four functions of consciousness. Hume was the one that really identified this. We each have consciousness, which has four key modes of function. Thinking, feeling. Thinking deals with ideas. Feeling is based on our values and our emotions, but mostly our values. Feelings also inclusive of emotions. But how you feel largely has to do with the values you have consciously or unconsciously oriented to, which is largely based on your belief systems, and that can be manipulated. Sensation tells you what it is. That's glass. That's paper. That's soft. That's a body. That's sensation. A rock is, feels like a rock. And intuition is a process that goes beyond thinking, and it helps you get the answers to things that you don't know. So in, intuition requires our connection to wholeness. And the more out of balance we are with natural rhythms, with our connection to earth, water, fire, air, and a healthy space, the more fear and stress we have in us, and the more cortisol we have, and the more left brain we have, and the more unable we are to hear our intuition, so intuition is extremely important because it tells you whatever you can't get through thinking, feeling, and sensing, but very few people today have access to it because they're being brainwashed into constantly being afraid and believing that something's going to attack them, that they have to have this technology, or they won't be safe, or they won't be uh, citizens, or they won't be able to buy this or do that, which is all part of the brainwashing and the coercion tactics being used through hypnosis, light, and brainwashing, okay? So your phone, 
really triggers a massive amount of thinking. Most of it's fear-based. Deepak Chopra, uh, in an interview that I heard once, said the average person thinks 68,000 thoughts a day, which researchers find are 90% negatively oriented. Your thoughts are like God talking to your body. If you think happy thoughts, you have happy reactions. If you think sad thoughts, your body believes you're sad and it behaves that way. So thinking is a very powerful regulating force on your entire physiology. So if you want to make people profitable, all you got to do is make them scared. And all you got to do is make them believe the only way they can get what they want is to do what they're being told. But if you believe that that is a real tree and you believe you see the whole tree, you'll believe whatever they're programming you with as fact instead of asking what's below the tree, what's on the left side, what's on the right side, what's above it and what's behind it. And if you don't start looking below, above, front, back and side of the ideas being pr promoted to you or programmed into you by the sorcerers, you're going to end up sick. You're going to end up dead or you're going to end up in a constant state of fear or potentially all of those if you're not careful. So the rate of information processing, I've talked about the antennas and the negative effects on them and cell phones. My God, just to give you an example, it's been well known for a long time that too much use of a cell phone can give you brain cancer. In fact, a man named Ross Addy showed that the average cell phone signal, if you're talking on a phone and that signal that goes to your phone, like I'm talking to someone on the phone that goes through your head is 1 million times the amount of power or energy your brain cells use to talk to each other. So to put that in perspective, imagine what would happen if somebody could turn the volume of my voice up now in your listening device 1 million times. It would literally disintegrate your body. It would wipe your house out. So when you've got electronic signals running through your brain and body a million times what your cells used to talk to each other, you're dealing with dangerous technology. And right in this book, he shows that a well-known cell phone company put out research saying that cell phones did not cause brain cancer. And when he asked them to see that research, they would not show it to him. But there's tons of research showing that it does, and he documents that as well. So this tree, by the way, can die, and it doesn't matter. If this tree dies, you're in big trouble. And the more of them that die, the more trouble you're in, because those are the lungs of our planet that in the oceans, and we're killing them both. We're cutting down something along the lines of 2 million hectares, which is hectares, if I remember right, like four acres of trees a day in the rainforest. Why? For big corporations to make more junk food and more corporate crap to sell you. We don't need to do that. We can get rid of trees and plant marijuana and if you study what hemp can do, you can do everything that you can do with wood with hemp, but hemp grows back way faster. It's a lot cheaper to manage, and it wouldn't be nearly the impact against the world that cutting trees, would, uh, cutting trees down does. So there's a lot of solutions, but big corporations are stopping us from getting those solutions and even getting the information, because one of the things that you can do here 
that you can't do here in the natural world is you can censor the truth so that nobody gets the truth that you don't want them to get, just like Arthur Furstenberg could not get access to the research so he could analyze the study with how they came up with what was certainly a bunch of BS. So out here, you know, if you walk by somebody's house that's got a dog that bites, you can't censor that. That's reality. But over here, you can censor. If there's a threat in the environment, people talk to each other and we make decisions about what to do it. Over here, if they're making the threat and they want to impose it upon you, they censor anybody that's telling you the truth. And that's just absolutely destructive. Nature depends on diversity. So if we don't have diversity, then our survivability goes down because the more diversity you have, the more options you have in any given situation. If you take away mental diversity, you start narrowing people's bandwidth. And the more narrow people's bandwidth becomes, I don't like that person because they got that skin color. I don't like them because they practice that religion. I don't like them because they're not using the same technology that I have had put in my body. So there's something wrong with them and on and on it goes. So you start taking diversity out of people's mental capacity and they become easily controlled, easily tricked, easily fooled into believing whatever they want you to believe. And the next thing you know, you have exactly the kind of destruction going on on a mass scale on this planet, which if you really want to know the truth, the fastest way to heal the issues of the world right now would be to shut the power off within three days of not having access to those phones and computers, people would have to start paying attention to what's around them. Traffic wouldn't be able to move. There would be gridlock. Airplanes wouldn't be able to move. There'd be no air traffic controllers. Ships would probably stop at sea, most of them, or have to slow down a lot because they wouldn't have communication abilities. And we would have to get right back to relationships with each other and with the planet and start figuring out where do I find food? Where do I find water? And most people will have forgotten all of that because they got stuck here. In fact, many people that use digital watches forget how to read an analog clock. That's how quickly digital technology can disrupt your mind. Also digital technology, overexposure to digital technology, and I've seen countless cases of this, stops the ability of the left and right brain hemispheres to integrate. Your right brain hemisphere controls the left side of your body, your left, the right side of your body. Your left brain hemisphere is more oriented towards narrative and putting things into sequence. Your right brain is more oriented toward the whole. Your left brain looks at parts, your right brain looks at whole. So the more left brain you get, the less of the whole you see, the more narrow your focus and the more narrow your perception and the left brain is activated whenever you're in a fight or flight or a stress response. So they use this to brainwash you into thinking there's always a threat out there. And then they put a carrot in front of your face and say, if you get this technology, you'll be safe. And oh, if you get this technology, we'll let you visit each other. We'll let you travel on airplanes. We'll let you go to the supermarket and that kind of control drama. And that's all coming through here. You don't get that out in nature. When's the last time you had a, a bear try to trick you? or a coyote try to sell you something that doesn't work, et cetera, et cetera. And humans police each other. We know who the snake oil salesman, but now they hide behind these technologies and it's very hard to figure out who it is manipulating reality back there. Okay. 
Also, we have to remember that the rate of information processing is very, very high. Remember, as I said earlier, the average person today is processing more information in 24 hours than a person did in their entire lifetime 100 years ago. But we forget that we have to digest information. If you get, I've worked with many, many students that have serious digestive problems and tracked it right back to the fact that they were cramming so much into their mind that the stress of it locks their guts down and they can't digest it. Every organ in your body has a psychological correlate. So just like your stomach breaks down food, if you can't break down ideas, it can cause stress in your stomach. For example, if you can't figure out why your partner just asked you for a divorce, one of the most common reactions is people get stomach ulcers because they can't digest the experience. So in attempt to try to digest it, the body produces too much hydrochloric acid because they're not aware, the body's not aware it's trying to digest a psychological situation, not physical food. So we have to digest our emotions as well. If you've really been upset at somebody, sometimes you have to stay away from them for a while until you can process the experience figure out what really happened and be ready to engage with them in a way that doesn't cause even more trauma or pain. So when it comes to ideas and that rate of information processing and they put information at you so fast, do this, do this, this is gonna happen, this variant, that variant, this technology, that technology, go here, go there, don't do this, do this, wear this, don't wear this, then you get to the point where you're so flooded you can't digest it all and that's when people just give up and give in. And that's exactly what makes you profitable and controllable. And that's exactly why these technologies, one of the reasons they're dangerous. So they also design this stuff so that Facebook and all these things that where you put something on, you get a like, you, oh, I'm happy. And so what happens is people are getting dopamine hits and biochemical rewards, but when those biochemical rewards stop, they start feeling depressed. And as they show in Social Dilemma, since the advent of social media, suicide and depression has gone through the roof. It's, uh, I don't remember the exact statistics, but it's up at least 20%. And it's very high. We have the most suicide in young people that we've ever had in the history of the world right now. And a lot of it's coming from this. The other thing is you start using all this photo manipulation technologies. And I've seen documentaries showing how kids especially keep putting out pictures of themselves that are all fake. They got big boobs, makeup jobs, eyes. They change their whole face. But then when people really meet you, they're in shock because they're like, whoa, what happened? So what happens is we start creating these fake realities and we start living fake lives. But over here, there's no such thing as a fake tree or a fake person or a fake shovel or a fake rake or fake grass. It's real. That's this reality. But if you're living in two realities and this one's got you confused about this one's all about, then what happens here is they use this one to get you to destroy that one because these people don't really give a shit about that one. They think it's all material. And it's just there for their taking so that the rich can just keep getting richer and richer and richer. And if, if you're not careful, you'll realize you're getting poorer and poorer and poorer. And your money's getting worth and less and less. And they're doing tricks on you with their advanced technologies that result in you having to get a stimulus package and that you have to get this technology that you're paying for 
with money that has to come by the trade of resources. Well, you're sucking the resources out of here to pay for the gimmicks over here, but the rate that you're sucking out of here is not nearly the rate that you can regenerate it over here. And so what do we have? We got very advanced technology and a dying planet and a dying population that's lacking morals, lacking ethics, lacking their capacity to think, yet they all think they're so smart because they can look shit up on their phone. Remember, knowledge is not power. Applied knowledge is power. And your life is a living mirror of your beliefs and your ideas. So if you're sick, you're tired, you're overweight, you're out of shape, you got a poor sex life, you're lacking creativity, you're taking a bunch of drugs, and you're falling for the gimmicks, well then your life is mirroring your beliefs and your choices right back at you. But if you keep running to the same people that rigged the system to get help, and you keep running to your phone to get help instead of talking to intelligent people to get intelligent re responses, which is what a myth is supposed to teach you. And that's why they're acted out and ritualized so that you learn from head to toe what it means to be part of nature, what it means to be part of a tribe, what it means to have a relationship, what it means to be a mother, a father, a warrior, a medicine man, a medicine woman, a chief, etc. But over here, <laughs> you got experts telling you to fake it till you make it and tell lies and manipulate and cheat. And that's what we got. We've got a world full of deception and snake oil being sold for lots of money and forced upon you because you haven't shut the power off yet and got back under the tree of life and had a long sit. You know, um, <laughs> I think a lot of people today would be good to put their phones down and shut their computers off and go sit under a tall tree and meditate for a while and look around so they know which reality they need, which reality they have to support if they want to stay alive, and what's more important, the birds, the bees, the flowers, and the trees, the soil, the water, the air, and not triggering off greenhouse effect with greed or having the next iPhone update, okay? So we've covered quite a bit. Remember, death here doesn't cause a problem, but when you raise kids who are constantly playing video games where they're shooting this and blowing that up, the problem is they've been so exposed to this idea of death and magical reoccurrences that when they get out into the real world, they think they can just kill shit and kill people. And so you get things like mass shootings and, and all sorts of crazy stuff. But if you track that back, a lot of these people were raised on these video games and movies that are manipulative to the mind and dangerous for children's mind. And they cannot separate the digital reality from real reality. So no matter which way you go, this stuff is very dangerous. And then when the powers that be lock you up and force you to use digital technology so you can't reconnect with nature and heal yourself and take care of yourself and be healthy, that sets you up for a target, but it also makes you more dependent on the brainwashing technology, which is done by design. But how many of you only see one side of the tree and think you see the whole tree? Okay, so I'm going to finish by 
sharing something very important. Shaman lived in the archaic magic and mythic reality. Only recently, in the last hundred years or so, longer than that, since the Renaissance, probably, we've been building up more and more in the mental, but now it's just on steroids, as I'm sure you're all aware. But real shamanism comes from these three levels, archaic, magic, and mythic, where they were very fused into nature, natural medicines, rhythms, cycles, and real life, and didn't have fake realities to deal with. They dealt with reality as it really was, which is hard enough as it is. Hi, everybody. You know, apple cider vinegar is like a panacea that's been shown through all sorts of research to help with just about anything. And I personally love this stuff. I found it very, very beneficial on many levels. And Paleo Valley's apple cider vinegar complex is absolutely awesome. And I've got Autumn Smith, their founder here right now to tell you why it will be a great addition to your life. Autumn, what is it about your cider vinegar complex that we should all know about? (laughs) Well, I created the apple cider vinegar complex because I was on a mission to not only live as long as possible, but to feel amazing when I did that. And I learned about apple cider vinegar's incredible ability to help keep our blood sugar very nice and stable, which is one thing we know people who live long, healthy lives have. And then I added organic cinnamon and organic ginger and organic turmeric, all that have different benefits of their own from anti-inflammatory properties to brain benefits. And we put them all into capsules so that you could take it and then have your digestion feel better. You could have more energy. You could have, you could avoid the ups and downs all day long because you have that nice stable blood sugar. And of course, another interesting side is that apple cider vinegar may actually be able to help your body break down glyphosate. So there are so many different ways that you can use this product and reasons that you might. And the The reason it's so important to me is because I want food to be used as medicine. And so we can encourage our bodies to do all of these amazing things simply by the addition of the apple cider vinegar complex. Well, I also love that you have ginger in there because it's a very effective anti-parasitic. And today with the amount of processed food people are eating, uh, it's a really good idea to have some ginger in your diet. So I love this product myself. I use it every morning. And uh, Autumn, where can people get it and what's their discount? You guys can all save up to 15% off with the checkout code CHECK. That's lowercase C-H-E-K 15. And I just wanted to mention too, the number one thing I hear from people is that this complex helps them reduce cravings. So I hope you all love it. Yes. So go to paleovalley, P-A-L-E-O valley.com and get your 15% discount. And I hope you love it as much as I do. When you are unhealthy and you come to a real shaman or someone like me that practices what I call modern shamanism, which is a mix of the best of advanced science and shamanism, someone like me is going to ask you these questions. And the answer to these questions will tell me where to look to see what triggered and what is the root cause of your ailment, physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual. First question that I'm going to ask you is, When did you stop singing? When did you actually stop singing? Singing in the shower, singing in your car, singing while you're exercising, singing while you're cleaning your bedroom, washing the dishes. When you tell me when you stop singing, I'm going to say what happened in your life when you stop singing. I'm going to write that down. 
Then I'm going to say, when did you stop dancing? And when you tell me when you stopped dancing, I'm going to say, what happened in your life? And I'm going to write that down. And then I'm going to say, when did you stop sharing good stories? Not shit on television screens, but stories about things that mean something. Stories about challenges that you overcame. Stories about challenges that you're having. Stories that are entertaining because they're exciting. Stories about exploration. Stories about real sex that really happened. Or stories about what you created or what you want to create. When you tell me when you stop enjoying and sharing good stories, I'm going to ask what happened in your life and how old you were, and I'm going to write it down. Then I'm going to ask, when did you stop enjoying being alone with yourself? When did you stop enjoying being alone with yourself? And when you tell me that, I'm going to write that down. I'm going to ask you what happened at that time. And then my last question is, when did you lose your sense of the magic, the mystery, and the awe of life? Because you won't have that. When you're looking at the stars here, and you're looking at nature there, and you're looking at the sunset there, you're not seeing it. You're seeing a digital copy. What would you do if you showed up tonight and your spouse was a robotic copy. Would you want to jump in bed and make love? Would you be all excited about that? I doubt it. So you can't maintain the magic, mystery, and sense of offer life unless you're in it. And the life that we are designed to be in, which is the only real life there is that we can interface effectively with, obviously we're sick as hell from that one, is this one. So the more you spend time here, the more you might be in awe with what they can do with digital trickery and say, oh, look at that. Look how bigger boobs are. Oh my God, I want boobs. Look at that. Blah, 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 blah. But all that stuff's fake. Most all of that's fake. But over here, you got to deal with the magic mystery and awe of, wow, what, where, what made all these stars? How big is it? How far does it go? What is this light? How come the moon changes day by day? And what does that mean? What's the effects on my body when the moon's full versus a new moon or a waxing or a waning moon? Most people haven't got a clue. How does water taste differently on a full moon than a new moon? I can tell you all that because I live in it. I pay attention to it because I'm interested in life. I want to be alive. I don't want to be a digital collection of zeros and ones. And we've even got I'm trying to find a polite name for them. We got people trying to tell you that pretty soon you'll be able to upload your soul to a cloud and they can download you into a body. I don't even have time to tell you, but that idea is so wrong, it's not even worth discussing. That's like saying you can just load a tree up into a digital reality and then manifest a tree in the world by pushing a button and downloading it. Well, you might have a 3D printer, but I got news for you. There's not going to be sap going through that thing. There's not going to be consciousness going through that thing. And if you don't think trees are alive, you're already dead. Okay, so when you lost your magic, mystery, and sense of awe for life, I'm going to ask you what happened and how old were you? 
And I am very likely to see a pattern that when you stop singing, dancing, enjoying good stories and sharing them and listening to them and enjoyed being alone with yourself and laws, your magic and mystery and offer life is going to point right to one, two or three key events. And that's where we begin our healing work. And guess what we do to heal? We start singing. We start dancing. We start talking about your life and sharing real stories with each other that have meaning, that reattach you to your values and help you find a dream for yourself. And we spend time alone to get to know ourselves in meditation and introspection so that you really take honest stock of yourself and your own beliefs and ask yourself, is it really true? The most important question you can ask, especially with digital anything, is, is it really true? And until you can answer the question, you should not believe anything. We're going to work on getting your magic, mystery, and sense of awe back for life. And there's a lot of ways to do that, from the effective use of plant medicines to dancing, singing, stories, painting, creating. And you don't need a phone to do that. You don't need a computer to do that. In fact, those things often get in the way. There's an occasional application for that, but most of that needs to be done in the real world, having a real life with real people and real animals and real plants and real insects. And we're wiping all that out, all based on a bunch of ideas at the mental realm transferred by this in waves of energy that are destroying the planet, that are disruptive to your body. And the problem is we have the technology to do it right, but the corporations don't want to spend the money to do it right, and they make too much money off your diseases. So we have got to wake up. And the question is, what is the danger of living in two realities, or worse, living in this one and forgetting that you are that one, and forgetting that you have a responsibility to maintaining the home we call self and the big self we call planet Earth, which I don't know if you notice is flying at 68,000 miles an hour through space. And the nearest star system to us where we might be able to go get help is about 2 million light years away. And nobody's at the wheel. So the one thing we can do is keep the spaceship healthy and keep food on board. But the people behind this technology, if you haven't noticed, are building rockets to get the fuck out of Dodge when this shit falls down and you're all plugged into your 5G technology trying to figure out where the food is and where the water is when a solar flare wipes this technology out and you don't know what to do because you don't know how to use a compass, you don't know how to find water, you don't know how to grow food. All you know how to do is surf the internet for more brainwashing. This is serious. This is serious business. I'm a 60-year-old man. When I was young, there wasn't even fax machines yet. When I was a kid, Vietnam was going on. The whole world was buzzing, and most people were pissed off because they knew we shouldn't be over there doing that shit, and that triggered off huge movements. But what's going on right now makes Vietnam look like a pimple on an elephant's ass. And people are falling for it hook, line, and sinker because they keep their eyes glued to the light 
that's programmable and accesses your unconscious and turns you into a profit center and a control bot, a robot that can't think for itself and thinks it sees the tree and has lost its sense of responsibility and its ethics and its morals. A moral is a code of conduct that is life affirmative. An ethic is a code of conduct that may or may not be life affirmative. But we've lost our ethics. All you've got to do is go on Facebook or any of these forums and look at how people talk to each other. Look at all the censorship. It's immoral. You do that here, you kill the planet. And that's what monocropping is. That's what commercial farming is. It's censorship and it's ruining the entirety of nature. I could give you 15 hour lectures on that easily. And I do. That's what my institute's about. Telling the truth of how life really works so you can go live. Ladies and gentlemen, husbands and wives, boyfriends and girlfriends, cats and dogs, it's time to unplug that and get out under a tree. Walk in nature. Water your plants. Pay attention to your animals. We've made the animals sick. We've made nature sick. We're poisoning the ocean. We're poisoning the air. In the last 50 years, we have killed 60% of the animal species on this planet. In the last 50 years, we have dropped 75% of insects off the planet. Insect traffic is 75% reduced. That's the sex organs of this planet. Why? Because everyone's too busy staring at this shit and believing it. And what they call science is not science. Science is the pursuit of truth. What this is here is the pursuit of profit at any expense. Prior to Francis Bacon, we had natural science. And Bruce Lipton does a beautiful job of laying this out on his Gaia TV series. Natural science had one mission, to use science to enhance our ability to live in harmony with nature. Francis Bacon changed that definition to the use of science to control nature. You can't control what created you. That's like a watch trying to figure out its maker. You can study it to learn to live in harmony with it. You can study it to learn how to make better medicines and how to uh, make it work better, but you can't use science as a tool to control nature because she has an immune system. If you study James Lovelock's research on the Gaia philosophy and the Gaia theory, he's a very evolved scientist that shows you this earth is a living, breathing being. All the shaman told us that. Rudolf Steiner, I've got 170 books by Rudolf Steiner right there. He goes into it in the most exquisite depth. Read the book, This Changes Everything by Naomi Klein, and you will see this does change everything. What's happening right now is changing everything. And it's all because people are believing and getting stuck on this dangerous reality. And we can't ride two realities at once any better than you can ride two horses at once. And let me tell you something. As a guy that grew up, grew up on a farm riding horses and riding in the rodeo, I can tell you one horse is a full-time job. You better be damn good at riding one before you try to ride two. Well, if you don't think that you can ride two horses, I can assure you, you can't effectively ride 
a digital reality and an analog reality without getting yourself in trouble unless you have really good rhythms and really good practices and really good values. And that's where my four doctors come in. Dr. Happy, what is happy making for me and what values am I willing to establish so I get enough movement, eat high quality food in proportions that's right for my needs and I rest adequately so my mind works and I can see all sides of the tree and I can think constructively and I can be a contributor to the world and I can leave the world knowing I left it a little better than when I got here. So without values that are oriented toward the real world, the analog world, riding that horse is a great way to get you killed. And all you got to do is look around. You don't have to believe a word I say. Just stick your head out the window. Look into the statistics. Do you realize any day now, 100% of people will be expected to have cancer in their lifetimes? We're right on the edge of it. We've got children being born with arteriosclerosis. We've got kids being born with all sorts of diseases that should never happen. We have got so many kids that have been forced into these so-called technologies that their motor learning is delayed. We take our kids to the park, which we've protected from these advanced technologies. And people come to us all the time and say, oh my God, how old is your daughter? Oh, she's two. My four-year-old can't do what she's doing. And I look at them and I go, yes. And I don't say it out loud, but what I'm saying is, you have been indoctrinated into the use of dangerous technologies that you think your kid has to have to be safe, but those technologies are far more dangerous than what they say they're protecting you against. It's time for all the people listening that understand what I'm saying to start doing solid research and look into every opinion, whether you believe it or not, and put your cards on the table, talk to the wisest people you know, but remember, don't believe the opinions of people that don't demonstrate authentically that they carry that truth inside of them. Sick people are not good people to learn health from. Bad drivers are not gonna teach you how to drive well. Shitty builders don't teach you how to build well. So if you wanna learn how to think and how to live, you gotta to go to people that demonstrate the ability to think and live. So in conclusion, it is very dangerous to live in two realities at once, and you can only do it if you're anchored in the real world, and you have a dream to guide yourself, and you have values for how you're gonna move your body, feed your body, put money into the things that also feed the earth so we keep it alive and you get enough rest. And most people, because they're so jacked up, so scared to death and so triggered and manipulated by all the technology, can't sleep very well. So we've got a real conundrum on our hands, but the simple solution is shut it off. Joseph Campbell says something profound. If you wanna know who your God is, ask what you cannot do without for two or three days. How many of you can unplug that cell phone for two or three days? How many of you can do without some kind of drug for two or three days? How many of you can do without some silly ass show for two or three days without feeling like you don't know yourself or you're going to collapse? Well, 
we all need to go on a long camping trip together and leave that shit behind before we don't have any forests left or any place to do it. And it's very important right now for us all to hold hands collectively, circle the planet, and get smart about how we use these technologies to protect nature, to be honest with each other, to be loving with each other, and to protect life. Because if you haven't woken up to it yet, she's on her last few breaths. This is time to wake up right now. And I've had to be very careful with what I say to get this message to you. And most of you know that. But it's time to use this technology as a tool for healing each other and healing the planet. And be very selective and do your research and ask, is it really true? And the question I will leave you with now is whenever you're facing a challenge or a crisis of any type, bring your mind down into your heart and ask, what would love do now? What would love do now? If you're not sure the answer to the question, then sing for a while, dance for a while, read stories about people that have faced the same kind of challenges with you and solve them with love and be alone with yourself so you can get into your heart. And if you need to, go sit in nature and look up at the stars and ask for help from that which created you. I hope you enjoyed the lesson today. I hope you realize how dangerous it is to ride two horses at once. And I hope that now you realize more than ever, this stuff has to be used as tools to create what we all need together. And what we all need together is healthy soil, clean water, healthy food, morality and science, moral uses of technology, and we do not need to make rockets to get out of here. We should be spending that money on taking care of the planet and we should be developing agencies to control what can be done with this technology so it does not continue to divide us and destroy us. I'm a trained soldier. I was a member of the 82nd Airborne Division. I know what it looks like when an enemy is here. And when your own people become your enemy, you have an autoimmune disorder. And an autoimmune disorder psychologically comes from someone who no longer loves themselves or who is bringing dangerous chemicals into their body that confuse the immune system and it loses its sense of self. So the best way to clear up an autoimmune disorder is to love yourself, love each other, love nature, and know which reality it is that we must protect because we can do without that and we cannot do without that. Thank you for joining me today. I think we all have a great opportunity right now. This is the great wake up and it's a great chance for us all to have a dream bigger than ourselves that we can really get together and create something beautiful 
And we just have to have the discipline to starve out the corporations that have become dangerously abusive and disrespectful to life and each other and us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Living 4D with Paul Check. You can read the show notes and find links to the resources mentioned in this episode at checkinstitute.com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and a warm review at the top of the show page on Spotify or at the bottom of the show page if you are listening on Apple Podcast. Here are some more solo cast episodes with Paul that you may like. Episodes 18, 20, 22, 24, and 26 feature Paul's Evolve series, where he talks about how to evolve yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and how to evolve your career. Or check out episode 59 with Paul on ancient wisdom and reimagining your health and performance. Another episode to listen to is number 151, where Paul talks about the people who changed his life. Or episode 164, where Paul shares how you can create real health in your life. You can follow Paul on Instagram at paul.check, on Twitter at paulcheck, or on his YouTube podcast channel, youtube.com forward slash living 4D with Paul Check. Watch more on Paul's blog at paulchecksblog.com and get your free subscription to Check videos and more at the Czech Institute's new media site, chikiva.com. 